So let's wind back and put it into context. Way back at the beginning of God's ministry, of Jesus' ministry, he met a bunch of professional fishermen, blokes who risked their lives in small boats, hauling heavy gear, battling the elements to make a living. Without much of an introduction, Jesus handed them an amazing invitation and an amazing challenge. It says in Matthew chapter, 20, chapter 4 and verses 18 to 22, it says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishing fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing the nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Peter and the other disciples took an enormous step of faith. They left everything they had previously placed their security in. The disciples left their means of making a living. They left their profession behind. They left their families. They left their homes. They left their communities. They left behind all that was familiar and all that they had held to be important. And they left for one simple reason. Because Jesus himself personally invited them to follow him. For those of us here this morning who are followers of Jesus, then this is how our journey to faith also began. The odds are you weren't by a lake somewhere in Palestine. The odds are you didn't actually see Jesus or hear him say, come, follow me, in a literal, audible way. But essentially, that is the offer and the challenge that he gave us. And the offer and the challenge that is available to all who accept it. We start, as the disciples did by that lake, with Jesus reaching out to us, calling us, and as we respond to that call, we start to transition from our old life, our old ways, to a new life, a life of walking with him, of learning from him, of following him. That meeting by the Sea of Galilee that we read about in Matthew chapter 4 was followed by three years of these guys literally living with Jesus, literally following him from place to place, having their faith stretched and tested, gradually learning more about Jesus, more about God, more about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That meeting by the Sea of Galilee eventually led to the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, it led to the upper room, to the Garden of Gethsemane, to betrayal with a kiss, to denial in an outer courtyard, and to Calvary. And now, here in John chapter 21, we meet the disciples again by a lake. A group of men 
who've had once again had their lives turned upside down. They had given up everything, embarked on a new life following Jesus. They had experienced spiritual highs and lows. They had learnt so much. They had seen so much. They had experienced so much of Jesus. Their journey into faith had been exhilarating. Their learning curve had been steep. They knew the love of God and they had lived a life that was dedicated to him. But that journey in faith had not just taken a bit of a wrong turn. It had become a complete disaster. Everything they had based their faith on was shaken. Circumstances had changed. Jesus had died on a cross. The glorious arrival in Jerusalem had very soon culminated in a criminal's execution. Circumstances had shaken the disciples' faith to its very core. They were hurting, they were disillusioned, they were confused, and they weren't sure which way to turn. And that's where we find them. And that's when Peter steps up. That's when Peter declares in verse 4 of John 21, I'm going fishing. That's when the other disciples who were with him reply, and we'll go with you. But what they were talking about, I believe, was something far more significant than a trip in a little boat. Three years earlier, they had been called by Jesus to leave their nets and to become fishers of men. And now, here they were, three years later, choosing to return to them. They had walked away three years earlier from a life as a fisherman to follow Jesus and into full-time ministry. But here they were, three years on, turning back. Only thing was, things didn't quite work out the way they wanted them to. They fished all night and they caught nothing. Every fisherman knows that feeling. That's why the sport is called fishing, not catching. And after this night of toil, without anything to show for their efforts, I reckon they must have been pretty hacked off. Nothing was working out for them, it seemed. And then, to add insult to injury, some wise guy on the bank asks them, haven't you had any fish? Now that must have hurt. No one likes to fail, and having someone show, show, shone the light on it just rubs salt into the wound. So when this man goes on to make a helpful suggestion, throw your nets out to the right and you'll find some, some, find some fish. It must have been through gritted teeth that they decided to humour him and threw out their nets. But suddenly, it's all happening. The nets are full. They're so full, they can't haul them into the boat. And then, the penny drops. The man on the bank it's Jesus and Peter is out of the boat he's in the water he's swimming he's wading he's running he's turning back to Jesus and there is Jesus he's got everything under control he's provided for them in verse 9 it says when they landed they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread 
Tired and hungry, the disciples sat down. It was beach barbecue time. Jesus met their needs. He reaches out to them, and in the following verses, were we to read on, we'd see the gentle yet painful process of Jesus restoring Peter, of forgiveness and of reconciliation, of Peter's confidence being restored, and finally, of Peter being restored to the ministry to which he had been called. My friends, when Jesus shows up, when we turn to him, that's when things change. Our lives are a long way from Lake Galilee in the first century. But what John records here in John chapter 1, 21, like all of the Bible, has relevance for us today. The Christian life, our Christian lives, rarely unfold in an ever upwards trajectory. Life happens. Events derail us. Peter and the other disciples here ran full tilt into some massive obstacles. And it hurt. They had walked closely with Jesus, their faith growing as they they heard his teaching and they saw him at work. They had had a vibrant faith and it was growing. Then bang. Circumstances changed and their faith faltered. When tragedy came, they turned back rather than pressing on with God. When life got tough, the disciples returned to their old ways, to their old lives, to their old familiar routines. When, metaphorically speaking, the storm winds blew and the boats rocked, they put their trust in their own abilities to deal with the situation. As Christians, we are not insulated from life's uncertainties and life's tragedies. There are many things that can turn our lives upside down in an instant. Redundancy, illness, bereavement can all come out of nowhere. Other things can build up over time. Guilt, feelings of disappointment or rejection, a feeling that life's passed you by or life just hasn't turned out the way you'd hoped. And the pain is real. And I think it's all too easy to withdraw from the church, to withdraw from other Christians, to withdraw from God and try and find our own solutions. The disciples didn't do something drastic. They didn't embark on a massive bender. They didn't trot off to the first century equivalent of Amsterdam for a week of debauchery to forget their troubles. They simply quietly turned away from Jesus. They shut Jesus out of the equation. They went back to trying to be self-reliant, to sort out their own problems. They went back to a life before Jesus. Here, in the beginning of John chapter 21, Peter and the disciples were dealing with the death of a friend, the end of a dream, and the confusion of the post-resurrection period. They withdrew to their old ways, 
But our old ways aren't the right ways if we are in Christ. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 that we are new creations. The old has gone, the new has come. And I think we need to learn, as the disciples needed to, that when our world is shaken, when our faith is shaken, we need to turn to Jesus, not use those events as a reason to run from him. Peter and the disciples' world had been shaken. Their world was wobbling. They fell back on the familiar for comfort and turned away from Jesus. But when they tried to go it alone, they came up empty. And then there was Jesus, waiting on the shore, coals already smouldering, fish cooking, bread baked. There was Jesus, ready to reconcile and to restore. If your world has been shaken, if your world feels like it's wobbling, if you feel that in some way you have put Jesus to one side and fallen back to old ways of doing things, fallen fallen back on a way of living that centres on your own strength and your own methods instead of walking with Jesus, then I believe this morning is the right time to put that right. Because Jesus is here today, just as he was by that lake. And Jesus is here today, ready to reconcile and to restore. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your unchangeable nature. We thank you that although we may wander, although we may falter, you are always there, ready to reconcile and ready to restore. Lord Jesus, I pray you will bring the reconciliation and the restoration we need in our lives and that you will help us keep our eyes always on you, centred in your love as we press forward with you. Amen.